0: But in a situation like that, like I said, Ben, sometimes this is just going to happen. People don't get along and it's not going to change. So we need to know what to do about it, number of different ways to minimize the risk and at least make sure things go the way they're supposed to go.
1: Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with
2: attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Well, glad to have you back on the Complete Estate Planning Podcast. Thanks to everyone that's been listening. We've had a lot of, a lot of feedback, a lot of good growth, and we uh, we appreciate you taking some time to join us in the podcast. And today we got a, a topic that yeah, you know, most A lot of estate planning attorneys have to deal with, it's fighting after you've left and you're gone. And, and it's a topic that I think a lot of people think about when they're trying to build an estate plan or thinking about, hey, I want to leave stuff to people, but I'm worried about how they're going to handle everything after the fact. So we're going to help you with that today. We're going to talk through some, some issues and some ways that you can prepare for that and some options that are on the table for you. And we do that with Nick Rosenbauer, who is the estate planning attorney and the owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. You can find them online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Nick, good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, good, to, good to hear from you, Ben. It's been uh, we're, we're recording this at the end of January, and I don't know, Ben, if you've had it yet. I got my first uh, drive-through COVID test mm. a couple mm. weeks ago, um, yep. which those are—I don't know if you've had that yet, but I know people talk about how, you know, they— put the, the swab so far up your nose, you can see it, you know, come out your eye. So that's real. <laughs> I, I will say that we we ended up uh, a couple weeks ago, my son brought a little runny nose hold from daycare, but you, just, you can never be too careful. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see people in the office, we're doing virtual things, but, you know, you can't electronically sign estate planning documents. So I have to see people in person. So we had to get tests just to cover all of our bases here. And that's, it was negative, although Great. I ended up being sick for eight days after my son was sick for a day and a half. <laughs> um, and then I, I don't know if, if you've found this either, but I, I have almost 30 years uh, head start on my son as far as my immune system, but this cold did nothing to him and it kicked my butt. That it, it seems a little... Backwards, I'd, I'd feel like we'd be in better shape than the kids, but d- didn't happen with us. I don't know if our you've immune had any system of that in your household,
2: our immune system does doesn't work as fast. I guess uh, it's as strong, but it just takes a little bit longer. We've had that as well. Like I, I worry about that every time I see my my daughter's got a little runny nose or something. I'm like, well, they better settle in for a few days of not feeling great. Like I already just kind of anticipate it. But to your point on the COVID testing, so I've had a few of them now. I had to take oh, one yeah? to travel. Okay. And I've had to take a few for work just to get clear before going into a group of people. And the first one was my worst by far. It was a drive through like you talked about. Yeah. Went through there, leaned back. You know, and my wife had gotten one the day before somewhere else. She's like, oh, it just tickles a little bit. So I, did, I didn't, I wasn't worried at all. And then boom, it would. It was not comfortable, <laughs> not comfortable at all. And even to the point where the nurse was like, oh, you got a, a small passageway. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could tell, I could feel that. But ever, <laughs> every, ever since then, it's been okay. Like that set the bar so high that every other one's been a piece of cake. So I don't know if it's just the type of test who's administering it. No idea, but the first one was by far my worst.
0: Well, we did the drive-through so we self-administered, so I don't know if I Oh, you did it, it to up. yourself. I did that oh, to myself man. and then my wife, you know, poor thing, and I don't mean this to, you know, I feel bad for her. She got it worse because we both had the the cold at this point. And she sneezed while she had the swab up in her nose, but you're oh, supposed man. to keep it there. <clears throat> so I, I think she she said hers really hurt. So we this is self-inflicted wounds, unfortunately. But uh, so I've only done it to myself. I haven't had uh, someone in a clinic do it. We, wow. we just did it in the drive-through and then put it in a bag and dropped it in a in a box, and then heard back from them three days later that. You still feel crummy, but nope, you don't have COVID.
2: Well, that's good news for sure. Well, I think we all, most people probably listening, have probably experienced at least one COVID test along the way over the the course of the last year. So hopefully you're staying healthy, and you know we'll get through these runny nose, cold, daycare, you know things that we deal with from time to time. But keep pressing forward, and we'll look ahead to 2021, and hopefully people are thinking about the estate planning process, putting that on their list. You know, as you make your resolutions, your to-do list for the new year, hopefully this is part of that process. It needs to be if it's not already. And so after the podcast, if you're looking for more information, want to sit down with Nick and kind of get to learn more, find them online, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Right there on the front of the website, you'll find a big button to let you go ahead and request a consultation for your family. You can sit down and start that process. It's very simple. But also while you're there, every podcast is is archived a lot of great information we've had along the way that Nick's provided us. There's also some resources like Ohio's complete guide to estate planning, five reasons to avoid the DIY estate planning kits and and so on. So check out the website cincinnatiestateplan.com. All right, so let's talk about fighting Nick and sometimes you just can't avoid it. I mean, we all, you know, as, as, as we all have family. We've all dealt with it at some point, maybe not with the estate planning process, but there's fighting, there's going to be arguments, you're going to Clash, you're going to bump heads, whatever it is. And you might be expecting that for you and your family when you're gone. That might be something that you're thinking about. Is this something that's pretty common for people or is this kind of an outlier?
0: Well, interestingly enough, and this probably sounds counterintuitive, is one of the things we talk about all the time is a good estate plan done properly, up to date, set out the way you want it, and all buttoned up, everything done properly should help avoid the fighting on the back end. Obviously, so you don't have the unknowns, or he said, she said, or fighting over who's in charge. But unfortunately, there are some times where even if everything's set out the right way, I've had clients who I, I've had families that I work with, and they they tell me they say, Nick, it doesn't matter who we choose to be in charge; it's not going to go well. So there are a number of different things where, you know, some circumstances where you know it's coming. And it's sad, but if we know about it, let's at least, you know, know what's in front of us and figure out how to deal with it. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll have situations where the children don't trust each other. Maybe they don't get along with each other. Sometimes you'll have the situation where maybe there's an in-law who's not accepted by the rest of the family and, and maybe everyone hates you know, who won one of the children married. Whether it's justified or not, sadly, doesn't matter because, you know, it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. Obviously, it's it's the, what the family dynamic is. Sometimes you'll have children who are in, you know, maybe controlling relationships, maybe an abusive situation, something like that. A lot of times with blended families, even if it's no fault of anyone's own, with, with separate children, and maybe this is not the first marriage— you know, we have mom's money and we have dad's money or something like that. What the heck do you do about that, especially when mom and stepdad or dad and stepmom get married and then they combine finances because they're they're married. So no one's doing anything wrong in, the, in this case, Ben, but right. it muddies the water a little bit, especially if mom and dad or mom and stepdad or vice versa. If one of them had significantly more wealth coming into the marriage than the other, that that throws everything off balance. Also, if uh, the clients want some sort of an unequal distribution when they pass away. And look, there can always be fighting. I, I find there's a higher likelihood when there's someone who gets more, maybe they get special treatment, they get something extra. Or you know they get a bonus on top of their one-third share or what have you, that can cause some that can cause some hurt feelings. Also, the flip side of that, if someone gets left out or if someone gets less, you run into those situations. So you'll run into the situations if someone gets special treatment or if perhaps one of the children maybe mom and dad have already bailed them out, or they've given them, you know, they bought their house for them, or they loaned them money and was never paid back. And so they're, you know, they may give them a smaller piece of the pie or nothing at all, and you can run into trouble there. So again, there's a number of situations. Sadly, the best planning can make things go, go the way you want it. We can do the best we can, but obviously, Ben, some of these situations, doesn't matter what the plan says, there'll at least be some tense moments between the, the kids and the stepchildren and things like that after you pass. So yeah. we know what's coming, whether we plan for it or not.
2: And those are some of the circumstances. And I know that brings up the question, okay, I think maybe my family might deal with one of these that you ran through, Nick. I, this could be a problem for me as I, move, as I move forward. And I guess some people might just say, oh man, it's going to be a problem. There's not much I can do about it let's just, you know, let's just move forward and just whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to be here, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. But sure. there are some options on the table for people that are concerned about this, right?
0: Exactly. And the first thing you need to do, uh, it could be uncomfortable and it's certainly personal information, but you need to have that conversation with your attorney. Okay, I the way I look at it, think of it like a good doctor. You know, your doctor can give you the best Medical advice and help only after he or she knows what's going on, knows what hurts, you know, knows how you're having trouble sleeping, has been able to do the x rays and, you know, look, you know, and examine you and things like that. So the doctor needs to know everything to know what he or she's dealing with and then be able to help. Okay. Makes perfect sense for the doctor, but for some reason, an estate planning attorney, a lot of times people can be uncomfortable having these conversations. You need to have them. Okay. So we need to get everything out on the table so we know what we're dealing with. And and use the attorney here. Okay? Let the attorney help. That's what they're that's what you're paying them to do. So there's a number of different options on the table. And look, all of these are, you know, depends on your circumstances. They might be right for some, not for others, but one of the things to look at is the cooperation between the beneficiaries and the family that is needed when someone passes away. Different ways to go about it. If you use a will and go through the probate process, um, oftentimes there are there's certain things where the family has to cooperate with a trust, and maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. It allows your trustee, which is just the trust's version of an executor they just use a different term so the trustee would be the person settling things after you pass away with a trust it would allow your trustee to handle things without hearings opportunities for unhappy family members to throw monkey wrench into the system there's less in there there's less in the way of the person wrapping things up with a trust okay so it's Mm -hmm. a little easier for them there's less hurdles on the track if that makes sense uh, with a will and through the probate process, you'll need consent from the family members at every step of the way. And if you don't get that consent, extra hearings and you know delays and costs and this and that. So th- the question is, would it be better to clear the path for your trustee, if that makes sense? So basically, they run on a track without any hurdles and let them do what needs to be done or would it be better to basically tie a ball and chain you know, to everyone and force them to come together and cooperate? Again, that depends on the circumstances. There may be times probate's not fun, and it's not cheap, and it's not quick, but everyone needs to kind of lock in and get along. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's the case, or sometimes if you know your wishes and you trust the person in charge of managing it, Bulldoze everything out of the way clear clear all the hurdles off the track and let them run with it Okay, so that that's one thing to keep in mind a couple ways to go about it Okay, um from a creative side One of the things you can look at if there is a blended family and what I mean by that is maybe it's a second marriage And not all of the children are joint children You could appoint uh, a team to work on this so co-trustees or co-executors So you can have one of, you know, one of the children from, one of dad's children and one of mom's children work as co-executors or co-trustees. They have to work as a team, keep the peace, and I think it makes everyone feel more comfortable so they don't sit there and say, well, you know, my, my stepbrother is handling everything and he's running around with my mom's money. Who the heck knows what's happening? So sometimes it works better just to lay everything on the table and each family almost has a representative if that makes sense so they have to work together one thing you can do consider a third party to be in charge of this whether it's a trustee or an executor someone who's outside of the immediate family they're emotionally not as attached everything to everything they're not receiving an inheritance and they don't necessarily have a dog in the fight they don't have any skin in the game so they can think more logically instead of emotionally and they can handle it the way it needs to be handled follow the rules uh, of the document follow the rules of the law another option you can look at would be a professional fiduciary a a trustee uh, or executor and and let someone from the bank or the investment company, one of their trust officers is typically what they're called, let them handle things. They're obviously emotionally detached. Also let them be the bad guy. You know, why would you have the kids fight with each other? Worst case scenario, they can roll their eyes at the trust officer from the bank down the street. That's what these people are paid to do. And also you'll you can guarantee that everything will be handled correctly the, these professional companies they're insured they have different licenses they have the uh, the FCC kind of breathing down their neck they do things by the book because the last thing they want is to get some sort of lawsuit against them or you know lose their ability to make money yeah so that's an option sometimes to lock that in and again ben i don't mean to sound crass but who cares if at the end of this Everyone thinks that the random trust officer from Fidelity Investments wasn't the most sympathetic. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that that person won't be at the dinner table for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So what's the harm in everyone rolling their eyes at that person instead of putting one of the family members in the crosshairs? Right. So sometimes that's something to consider. Another thing, when inheritances are unequal, whether you know unequal pieces of the pie. So if there's three kids and it's not a third, a third, a third, um, or if there's a blended family where one spouse has more assets than the other, and you know mom had all this money but stepdad really didn't, and now they're trying to join their assets together, you want to make sure your paperwork is as secure. As possible so you don't want your will your trust you don't want anything to be done you know kind of at a cut rate or online or do it yourself or you know type up your own documents on a word processor or something like that you you want to prepare these documents so that if there's any sort of a challenge or a will contest Expect it and know how to defend against it. Make, make sure you work with an attorney who knows the rules. They know what could make your plan vulnerable to being challenged or um, in a will contest or challenging the plan. What I, what I mean by that is someone files a lawsuit saying that something with this estate plan is wrong or fraudulent or, you know, was not done the right way and it needs to be changed or thrown out, which obviously which obviously Ben would change the inheritance plan. So you need to make sure you're working with someone who knows what they're doing, knows what could make the plan vulnerable, and can put the proper protections in place for the most security. So make sure use your attorney almost as the locksmith or the guard in this case. And in some some states allow more security to be put into documents than others. Ohio's great. Ohio, if you know what you're doing, you can lock things down rather well, you know, as best as you possibly can. So it's important to work with someone and lean on someone who knows what they're doing, knows the different options, and has seen this type of thing before. And you know, basically can tell you how the movie script would play out after you pass away in real life. And basically prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And I, I don't think you can really, I know it's biased, but I don't think you can really do that without someone who knows what the heck they're doing and can walk you through that process preparing for the worst. Again, you know, we do our best to prevent fighting and uncertainty and unknowns, but in a situation like that, like I said, Ben, sometimes this is just going to happen. People don't get along, and it's not going to change. So we need to know what to do about it, number of different ways to minimize the risk, and at least make sure things go the way they're supposed to go.
2: Yeah, this isn't something that you can probably log on to one of the websites that'll do your estate plan for you and get help with this stuff. This is This is where an estate planning attorney really can assist you and benefit you, and uh, and your family along the way. And that's what Nick does. And, I, and I'll remind you too on a couple of podcasts that kind of tie into what we're talking about today. You can go back to episode five, comparing a last will and testament to a living trust. Some great information in terms of the probate process there. As, you're kinda, as we talked about that, one of the the options you have. And then plus, we actually did an episode not long ago, uh, episode 21 on estate planning for blended families. So a couple of additional resources for you if you kind of want to think about this a little bit more, learn more about planning and some of these scenarios to maybe avoid that fighting. Even if you don't think maybe fighting is going to happen down the road, but you just want to get some ideas in, in these same arenas, a couple of podcasts to point you to. But I guess long story short, Nick, it's just working with someone that is a Qualified and a quality, state planning attorney that specializes in this stuff that has been through this can go through all these, these what ifs with you is the way you need to go if you're if you're at all concerned about this.
0: Well, exactly. And then think about it like anything else. Ben, would you would you want to get ACL surgery from someone who's never done it before? And also, would you want to get surgery from a doctor who? has done five surgeries and they've done them all in the last year and they have never had a patient five years out from a surgery. So they've never seen the aftermath. So they don't know th- you know, things such as, oh, well, if you, if you go this route, the recovery's longer. Or, or if we do this during surgery, things get worse. Or if you don't do your rehab this way, then you end up needing surgery again six months later so you need to be able to rely on someone who's done it and has also seen how it plays out in real life that's that's where the rubber meets the road and to be honest with you ben you won't know about this probably ever this comes into play after you're gone and it's also too late to fix it so good point uh you're, you're exactly right work use and use the attorney here that's what that's what you pay the big dollars for use the attorney draw on their experience and their ability to help out now one thing i will say going back to a comment i made a little bit ago garbage in garbage out the attorney needs to know this and it's a personal conversation this is a lot of deep personal information that may people may not be comfortable sharing with a random stranger off the street. But the more information you share, the more information, the more tools that you give the attorney so they, they know what to do. And a good attorney can walk you through this and help you out and at least make the best of a bad situation.
2: Well, Nick's a good estate planning attorney. I would say, I would argue great, but we'll throw him in the good category just for the sake of this conversation. So if you're looking for someone for help, right? If you need, if you need assistance with this, you don't know kind of where to start. If nothing else, just go to com. set up a consultation with Nick, just sit down. You can meet with him, kind of run through some of these things, talk about your concerns, what your thoughts are. And then Nick will also walk you through that process and help you understand what it'll look like and what all is necessary, because it's, you know, it's a very important process for you and your family. And, as you mentioned, you don't want to, you know, nothing you can do about it once you're gone. So you need to take care of things now. So hopefully a lot of people have that on their list for 2021. Looking ahead to this year is uh, something they want to get in order. So don't, you know, don't waste any time on it. You never know what life's going to bring you. So act now and, and, and be prudent with it. So let's, cl- let's close it out on that note, Nick. You know, not a topic we want to think about our family fighting and people fighting when we're gone. But, you know, it is the reality for many people. So being prepared is key.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and for all the listeners, that was that was certainly nice uh, compliment of you, Ben, to to uh, to say that I'm good at what I'm doing. I, in all full disclosure, I do pay Ben uh, to to host these, so there, <laughs> so uh, there, there's a little bit of a bias there. But no, uh, in all, Ben, you're absolutely right nothing like the new year to get this taken care of and if you're maybe not ready to jump in go to our website cincinnatiestateplan.com a lot of great information there at least to, to start the process get yourself educated even if today's not the day to get this taken care of you can also click on the button there just schedule a quick call with me 15 minutes answer any questions that you have love to be a resource for you at least you know see what i can do to help out
2: Well, thank you, Nick, and thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. We've got a new episode every couple of weeks. We'll look forward to talking to you again on the next one. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast
1: is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in Westchester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com.